Hey guys, what's up? Happy Monday. Welcome back to the Founders Journal podcast. We're so happy you're here listening to what we got today. Yeah, if you didn't already know and you're joining us for the first time, the Founders Journal is a place where young entrepreneurs come to learn about business through their peers. Today we have a fire podcast for you. Hopefully, uh, fire. yeah, it's, it's <laughs> legit. So I hope you're ready to listen. Um, I hope you guys are getting through your quarantine. Seems like things are about to open back up, so that'll be good. But here's a little entertainment for you in the meantime. Okay, so our guest today started a photography business when she was 19 years old. In her second year, she grew her income to over six figures, which, I mean, that's pretty impressive. She gets to travel worldwide to shoot weddings. She does right around 30 a year. Um, and now she's added another part of her business, which is mentoring young photographers, helping them learn, um, helping them get better with their skills. So without further ado, Miss Macy Dunnigan, I'm going to open up the floor to you. And if you would just share your story with us, we are excited to hear about it. Well, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much, Sydney and Colin. I'm so behind your guys's vision for this and, just the ways that you're empowering and championing young entrepreneurs and business people alike. So thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm Macy. My business is better known as Macy Francis. Um, Francis is my middle name. Dunnigan is my last name. Sometimes people <laughs> don't know that. So I'll just share that right off the bat. But yeah, so when I was 19, I kind of took a leap of faith and started a wedding photography business. Um, and it actually wasn't wedding photography to begin with. It was just photography. I've always been infatuated with it. I've always been super creative and not really known what to do with that creative side of me. And I um, have always had kind of a camera sitting on a shelf collecting dust more moments than not. And one weekend um, I was back home from living in Texas. I was back home in Colorado and I saw my camera sitting on the shelf and it was just this moment where I looked at it and just knew that I was supposed to run with it. And it was a moment where I think I finally found the courage to believe in myself and believe that I could make a business out of my creativity. And I could make a business out of what my heart was in. And I was a teenager at the time, so I had to kind of overcome those lies that I was too young or this would never happen. No one would ever trust me because... I was only 19 and um, that same day I reached out to a couple that actually was um, dating and in my hometown and kind of was known as that couple and I was like, can I just photograph you guys? I get to bless you with photos and um, honestly start to the process of building my own portfolio. And so I met up with them in um, like this small town main street and we just hung out and I took photos of them um, for hours, honestly, it felt like. And halfway through, I actually texted my boyfriend and I was like, I found what I love. Like, I have to run with it. This is the beginning. Like, I'm going to do it. And that was the start of this journey that's now been almost three years of really, really hard work and hard moments and saying yes to fighting for something way bigger than myself. Um, and I've it's been the most incredible journey ever. And um, I actually never wanted to do weddings. That was something I like put my foot down. I was like, there's no way I'm not going to do that. And I somehow a couple months later ended up assisting at one wedding. I second shot one wedding 
And then it was that same kind of epiphany moment where I was like, yep, this is what I'm supposed to do. And um, three months later, I was the lead on my first wedding. And that first wedding actually got featured on um, a page that had like a million followers. And so my very first wedding, I was already getting my work published, which I think was honestly like a big push for me and like really, really encouraging that other people were seeing my work and my heart and they were trusting this 19 year old who honestly, I had only just found the courage to believe in myself. So it was so cool that other people were now kind of like being a part of that journey with me and seeing something in me. And um, so it's been crazy. I've traveled the world. I've shot so many weddings. Um, I actually just brought on a um, assistant in the beginning of 2020, which was a which was like a three year out goal for me. But um, I ended up realizing that I should just kind of go after that now because there was no better time. And so that's been a really big blessing. Um, and I've kind of known that the growth that I desire for my business moving forward will come with it kind of expanding my reach. And so right now my focus is on my weddings. Um, and I've also opened up the mentor side as Colin mentioned. So I am able to like give back and work with other photographers. And that's been a huge blessing to my heart. Um, before I got into wedding photography, I was actually in full-time ministry school and I knew that it was something I wanted to do. I wanted to serve people. I wanted to love people. My faith has always been a huge part of my kind of my whole walk. And so I didn't know what that would look like. I didn't know if it would look like being in a church and serving in a church um, or some pastoral role. And over time, I realized that my business has actually become my ministry and I'm able to serve people and to love people and to care for people. Um, in the way that they deserve as human beings through what I do with my weddings. So my approach is to be super intentional from the get-go. I pride myself on creating really long-lasting relationships with the people that I get to work with. And a lot of my best friends today are past clients. And so that's, honestly, my business has blessed me more than I could have ever imagined. And it's so funny because when I picked my camera up, all my family and all my friends just thought it was like this good hobby and Macy's going to take some photos and like kind of kill some time and have fun with it. And six months later, I had started to book a ton of weddings. And um, I think in those early days when I would get an inquiry and someone would trust me to book their wedding, it was like, it felt like Christmas day times like a thousand to kind of like have that trust from the beginning. And to this day, it honestly still feels that way. My heart is still that it's such an honor and it's such a privilege and I truly never thought that I could find something that I loved and then make a business out of it and be successful in it and be able to start savings accounts and prepare for my future and um, I also graduated with my bachelor's in marketing um, in May of 2019 from Colorado Christian and I actually graduated with a like 3.95. So I was in ministry school, full-time wedding photographer and full-time college student. So now I'm just a full-time wedding photographer and it feels surreal. Um, I still can't believe I get to do this. And yeah, that's kind of a little bit of my journey. Yeah, that is uh, incredible. We are listening to a real overachiever right now, like almost 4.0 when you're, when you're graduating <laughs> uh, college. I mean... I wish I could say the same thing. I'm not quite there, but uh, I've got a little ways to go. Maybe I can make up some ground. 
Anyways, I want to ask you, <laughs> when you started when you were 19 years old and picked up that camera, I mean, can you walk me through a little bit of how you went about your quality of your images and how you learned to work that camera in a right way so you could have enough credibility to be featured on a page or have your work published where there was a lot, a lot of people seeing it. I mean, how did you learn that quickly to just pick it up and, and some of the skills and the techniques you used on that first photo shoot that you learned from or, or something like that? Yeah. So that first session that I had, like that same day where I picked my camera up and that afternoon, I was, had a couple in front of my lens that was in September of 2017 so between September of 2017 and probably February of 2018, all I did was literally sit in front of my camera and I would be like in my bedroom and I'd have like a vase of flowers and I would mess with the settings to get it to like what I envisioned and what I wanted it to be. And I just, I became self-taught entirely. I've never once taken a course on it. I've never once... um yeah, invested in any kind of like teachings like that because for me, I learned by just kind of doing. And so um, it was a lot of trial and error. It was trial and error in moments when people were in front of my lens and um, I kind of had to give myself grace in those early days as I was learning. And I still am today. And um, I always tell people that I mentor that photography is so cool because we always can get better at it. And it's always a skill that can be improved upon. And I'm still learning but yeah, in those early days, it was putting my camera off auto mode, going into manual mode, taking that risk, which was so scary. It felt like kind of jumping off a cliff. And I'm so glad I did because um, it sounds silly, but it was seriously opened up like a whole new world. And um, the camera that I started on was good. It wasn't like the best quality. And I knew I had to, you know, save up to invest in good gear. And so in February of 2018 is when the gear I invested in, it's actually the gear I still use, um, arrived and I had purchased it. And that was kind of like super encouraging too, because um, I would say that you can, it's about like the photographer themselves and how they create, but good gear definitely helps. So that was exciting for me too. But yeah, a lot of trial and error. I'm completely self-taught, which is sometimes surprising. People are always like, well, did you go to college for photography? And I'm like, no, I actually went to college for marketing. So I know like I've done a little bit, bit of photography. I've never done like a wedding or anything. I'm more into video work, but photography from like the outside world, it's super saturated. So how did you like find yourself to like establish yourself as a photographer, like make those relationships and stand out to your potential clients that want to book with you in the future. Yeah, you're so right, Sydney. It's seriously the most saturated market ever. And I think that that was super overwhelming when I first started because I was like, there are, there's so many photographers, there's so much talent, there's like so much, there's just so much. And so I really, really struggled with like, okay, how am I going to differentiate myself in a market where it feels like there's a million people and um, there's a million people in front of the clients that maybe I want um, or I'm trying to get or my target market. And so my what I've learned over the past nearly three years of doing this is the best way to differentiate you and your brand and your business is to create something from the get-go that's authentic that's unique to you that no one else can replicate because it's it's like your God-given 
destiny to follow through with you know that kind of like passion that's inside of you so I think when I started I had this pressure of um kind of trying to feel like I didn't really know what way to go and then the way that I ended up going in the beginning was kind of like not really true to who I was it kind of looked like maybe someone I followed on Instagram or you know I was using a Squarespace template and just kind of like filling in you know little bits and pieces of me throughout the way but um, the moment that I integrated kind of my personal brand with my business brand and allowed myself to have the freedom to be myself and to be really upfront with who I am and what I love and how I serve people and how I work behind the camera, people were able to see me for me. And then, um, which is really important because as a photographer, you're it's a really intimate position to kind of like come in on people's lives because most times you're capturing people's like most intimate moments in life, whether that's their wedding, whether that's like a couple session, um, portrait sessions, anything. And so it's super, super important for people to be true to themselves. And um, the moment that I started to do that, it was like any sort of like false branding or um, anything that wasn't really authentic to me kind of just fell off. And I felt like that's when my business picked up is kind of when I was really just upfront with who I am, what I want to do, what my dreams are. And then people would book me and they'd get to their sessions and they'd be like, Macy, I feel like I know you already. And I would, you know, I would thank the brand that I've really worked hard to create for that because it's, you really have to be yourself. And that's so cheesy to say because everyone always says that, but it is so true. And I had to learn the hard way because I kind of like had a little bit of like, I think they call it like imposter syndrome or something where you kind of are mimicking other people and in a world where people are just mimicking other people no one's true capabilities are able to like be um just like shown and um if I was a bride and I was booking a wedding photographer I'd kind of know who who they are because I'm spending more time with my couples on their wedding day than anyone else so that was super important to me and kind of like a life-changing moment I had and that was probably like nine months into me starting my business um so it it took some time definitely but I've gotten my brand to a place where I feel like it reflects me my brand is like my name and I'm always encouraging people I mentor to merge their personal brands with their business brands in a way that's obviously professional um but I think that when people people are like drawn to authenticity and things that are genuine and that could be your business. Um, it could seriously be anything. So that was super important for me to discover. Yeah. I think what you're, you know, you're hitting on is something that I even went back and talked about, you know, myself with people is just being down to earth. And, and I think it truly is incredible that you use your name as the name for your business. You know, Macy Francis, like that is you, that is who you are and you're pouring your heart into your business, you know, and I think for a lot of people, that's interesting to see because like I said, in past times, we try to hide behind a screen and you're with the screen, but you're allowing yourself to be poured into your product and your product is what ultimately sets you apart from other photographers is what it sounds like to me, you know, so I think for a lot of people maybe on here, you know, just like you said, don't be afraid to be yourself. That I mean, that's where it's gotten you and it's gotten you to a lot of good places, you know. 
So I guess going forward, you know, so you started when you were, you just started taking a lot of pictures, working on your craft, and then can you run me through exactly how you got to your first wedding? I think a lot of women and, you know, I know guys my age, you know, we like photo because of media these days. We like good photos. So they try to get into photography. How did you make the jump from just doing it as something you were working on to actually getting your first client and collecting a paycheck off of off of your first client? Yeah, so I was living in Texas at the time when I kind of when all of this started for me. And in like the same breath of I don't want to do weddings, it was like the next breath I was saying yes to assisting someone photographing a wedding. And it was like the hottest day ever in Texas and I was just like not into it. But um kind of like backing up the way that I made that connection was I really invested myself into community and whatever that looked like. I, um, I searched for other photographers. I was in Austin, Texas. So I searched for other photographers in Austin, Texas, and I reached out and I was like, Hey, I believe in the power of community. I believe in the power of championing each other. Um, like, if you ever want to grab coffee or if you ever need help with anything or if you need someone to carry your bag, um, like I'm here and I'd love to help you and I'd love to bless you in that way. So I um, made this connection with this other photographer who lived in Austin um, and we kind of just, she asked me if I wanted to second shoot a wedding and um, before I knew it, we were driving to Dallas and I second shot my first wedding and then um after that, I got home super, super late. I was exhausted. I was sweaty. I was like so overwhelmed. And I remember I went to bed that night and I was like, I think I need to take this step. Like, I think that this is the direction I want to go. And I remember the next morning I like woke up and I told my parents, I'm like, I think I'm going to become a wedding photographer. And this was not that long after I had picked up my camera. So it all kind of happened super fast. And Um, I had briefly shared that I was like assisting a wedding on like my Instagram story. And I mean, at the time, I think my following was like 2000 people. Um, And I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. And um, so I had put that on my story and some like my sister's like old friend from elementary school was getting married in like three months from then and needed a photographer and um, shared that she loved my work and shared that she, you know, kind of was just like wanted to give me that opportunity. And so I ended up drafting up pricing that looks very different than what I'm at now, but I started somewhere and I'm so glad I did. And, um, I was so nervous. I don't think I slept for three months leading up to the wedding. And it was the most stunning wedding ever in the mountains of Colorado. And it was seriously like, I think back to that day so often because like I truly, truly fell in love with what I do that day. And since then it's, like I said, that wedding got published on an account called Dirty Boots and Messy Hair, which sounds so funny, but it's like this big Instagram handle where um, photographers like share their work. And then my following started to grow. People started to use like word of mouth and let other people know that I was a wedding photographer and... Um, it just kind of happened. And uh, something I always recommend people do is like, you have to, people have to be aware of what you're offering or else they won't come to you. So I took the risk and I'm like, yeah, I'm a wedding photographer. I'm not 
the most, like, I don't have that much experience, but I do believe in myself and my heart's in it. And, um, at the end of the day, like that's, what's most important. So my Instagram bio, it said wedding photographer, like, and I had shot one wedding, but, and I don't recommend that for everyone, but I believed in myself so much. I was like, no one can stop me. I'm made to do this. Like this is, this just feels like what I was made to do. And so, um, I was advertising what I wanted to be and I mean it worked out so um that following year I think I booked like 19 weddings or something and then last year I had like 32 and this year I was gonna have 31 it's looking a little different because of the global pandemic but still grateful nonetheless but yeah that's crazy So you mentioned um, like drafting up pricing and I know like for photography and just like any creative outlet, like pricing is always like a tricky topic kind of, of just like how much do I charge? Like how much am I worth kind of? And especially for like a wedding, like your wedding day, like you want to invest in the photos because it's like one and done, hopefully. And so how do you sell someone on like the value of your work? Yeah, that's a great question. And that's whenever I... um have mentor sessions that's always something that gets brought up people are like I have like this pricing shame where I feel like people will never book me if it's too much and it's always it's always way lower than what they did like what I think that their work reflects and so I always tell people if you are struggling with your pricing you're probably not charging enough and whatever you think is like what you are worth it's always more and to just kind of like believe in yourself in that sense. And I still struggle with that. I raise my prices, um, about every 12 to 14 months to just accommodate for like new expenses, obviously new experience, new skill, all the things. And whenever I do, I literally sit at my computer screen and I'm like, I have this moment where I'm like, no one's ever going to book me all these lies that as entrepreneurs, as creatives, we're always combating. And it's just like, silencing those lies, knowing your worth, knowing your talent is so important. And if you're a photographer and if you're worried about pricing, you being behind your camera and you having um, the passion to make it a business is enough for you to charge, you know, X, Y, or Z. So it's definitely like, it's, it's like a case by case basis, I think, but whatever you're charging, you probably could charge more is what I tell people. Interesting. I mean, I think, you know, price and and for a lot of people is something that everyone struggles with in every kind of business, especially when you're young and you're just starting off and you're trying to figure out, uh, you know, I don't, I don't really know. And one guy one time told me, he said, well, if you ask for more money, all they can do is tell you, no, it only plays in your benefit. So he was like, maybe they'll respect you more for knowing what you're worth. And I think that's an interesting concept as people that are younger um, you know, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old, you, you don't want to get walked over. Like you are, you are worth what you're worth and know that, you know, don't let anyone walk Mm -hmm. over you because you're young. Yeah. I mean, you are an extremely driven individual and you know that. So you ask to be paid the right way, you know, as a 22 year old, you should be respected, you know? So, yeah. I think that's interesting. Um, can I ask you real quick what kind of um, equipment you exactly use, if you don't mind sharing, like what your first yeah. camera was, what you grew into, secondly, um, what kind of lenses, yeah. what kind of stuff like that? 
Yep, of course. So I've never had anything besides Canon. I've been a Canon yes, camera girl team <laughs> for life. I, yeah, I'm like so loyal to it. I'll never change. People are like, well, don't you want to use like all the newer cameras and all the new technology? But no, I'm Canon for life. Um, so I've, since I was little, I've always had like a little point and shoot camera. But when I was in high school, um, I saved up and um, got a Canon 70D, which is a um, crop sensor, like, it's a good DSLR camera. It's not, like, the best of the best, but it was really, really good. And so that's actually what I started on. I started on a lens that costs, like, 80 bucks. It's the 50mm 1.8, the Nifty 50, and that was my setup. That's what I was running with, and it probably was a, like... 600 or 700 dollars setup so um I that's like a great camera I recommend that camera to a lot of people but when I got my new gear I got the Canon 5D Mark III and I absolutely am still blown away by that camera it's like my favorite thing if my house is on fire I'd grab that thing in a second it's my favorite thing I own for sure and I have um an 85 millimeter lens, a 50 millimeter lens, and a 35 millimeter lens. And 98% of the work that you'll see like on my Instagram or on my website was used or was taken with the 35 millimeter 1.4 Sigma art lens. And this probably sounds like a whole lot of gibberish if you don't understand how camera equipment works. But, and then, um, I have like a backup camera body that I always bring to weddings. If you're a wedding photographer, I recommend that you never show up to a wedding without a backup of everything. And um, the nice thing about the camera that I use now compared to the camera that I used before is that the camera I use now has um, a dual card slot. So it I record on two memory cards. God forbid something happens to one of them. I have a backup. Um I I had recently gotten the Canon 5D Mark IV, which is like the newer version of my camera, and I hated it. So I um, went back to my roots. Yeah, it was so interesting, but you just find what works for you and your style and everything. But yeah, that's my gear. That's sweet. Um, I love cameras. I think they're so interesting. So yeah. you talk about having a backup like body. Um, have you ever had anything like bad happen at a wedding? Because I know some people are scared to <laughs> do weddings because of like yeah. the risk of like, you yeah, know, the SD card's not working or like, you know, yeah. your body just breaks. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not afraid to talk about this. So, so one time, I mean, nothing bad happened because I had a dual card slot. But that first wedding I photographed um, in Dallas, Texas with the sweetest photographer that was allowing me to second shoot with her. We had just finished, um, shooting like the ceremony. So I was recording on one of my SD cards and one of her SD cards. And she was like, Hey, how much space do you have on your camera? So I was like, Oh, let me check. And the way that you, that you check on your camera is you go to like the format menu, which formatting a card means, if you don't know what that means, it means deleting a card, like completely wiping a card restoring the card to just like no images on it so um this is the first wedding I've ever shot I have my camera for probably a month or two and my 70d didn't have this feature so I'm like oh okay so you check like this and she's like yeah she's like oh you're good and she's like you can exit out of that menu so I exit out you're supposed to click cancel and I click okay 
So we've been working for like five hours. It's like 103 degrees. We're exhausted. And I format my whole entire card and the ceremony was on it. And that was like the worst moment of my life. And I just start crying and I'm freaking out and I'm like apologizing and I'm like telling her I'll do whatever to fix it. And then she's like, Macy, you have another card. Like you're fine. And I was like, oh my goodness. Thank you, Lord. So that's the only thing I've ever had happen. Praise God. Um, and I was fine because I had that double card slot. But yeah, I was I was like a little baby in the photography world. I had been doing it for a little bit and... I still think about like the terror of, that I felt that day um, pretty consistently. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would say that's a good example of failure, though, and learning from it. You know, you probably never, yeah, you, you'll yeah. consider that in no. the future. It's like you got wrecked, you know? It's like, yep. I don't know. yeah, I, I think it's funny. I must, been, yeah, go ahead. Oh, there's just been a lot of moments. I mean, not like technical moments like that, but like as a business owner with like everything that goes into it, I've had a lot of those moments where I'm just like an emotional mess because it's a lot in moments. But yeah, like you said, Colin, I learn from those moments. I get better from those moments. Nearly two and a half years later, I'm laughing at those moments. And I'm always like telling my second shooters, like, please, for the love of God, do not touch that menu. So you live and you learn. Yeah, I think that's something interesting though. You just mentioned like as a business owner, you're going to fail. And this is something I kind of touched on a little bit, but I didn't really go into it is you are completely responsible if something happens. You know what I mean? Like the second shooter, like your first, the first photographer on when you were second shooting, like she was responsible for your mistake. So as a business owner, you have to be willing to take on that responsibility and be like, uh Oh, you know, if something goes wrong, it's on me. So, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you've pretty much determine that from a very early stage yeah I always say I'm like I I had no I I was so blind to everything that goes into being a business owner and not even just being a business owner but at the time I was like a teenage business owner and that was so overwhelming I was a full-time student full-time ministry school and then I'm like really Macy this is like the worst time to start a business but like let's do it because it just felt so right so yeah I have been I failed so much but I'm so glad I have. I'm so glad I have. If it would have just been a cakewalk and if it would have just been, you know, something that was just handed to me, then everyone would do this. But it's like we have to have the courage to fail. We have to have the strength to be better because of it. And um, if someone would have told me everything that goes into it, I would have been like, are you kidding me? But I would change it for the world. And it is so beyond worth it. And so... If you're listening to this right now and you have a dream in your heart and you don't know how to get there, I just say start and um, it's it'll be the best thing you ever did. So I can't imagine my life without my business. Yeah, I think just like jumping in, like you said, just head first, going straight into it. Like there's no other way, you know what I mean? And this is an interesting point, I think, in your story that a lot of people should hear. I know I've talked to you about it before, but you stopped your kind of college journey of going to school really set you apart in terms of what you were able to accomplish. So I'm going to ask you if you can just talk about that real quick and how jumping in full speed that helped you grow your business. And, you know, you, you were, did an unorthodox thing, but it really helped you grow. Yeah. So, um, my college journey is like the laughing 
stock of my town, honestly. Everyone still laughs about it. We were like people in my Bible study, girls in my Bible study the other night were laughing about it. It still haunts me. But um, so I was set to go to the biggest SEC school right out of um, high school. I was um, signed up for Ole Miss. I had already had my dorm room decorated my roommate picked. We were already best friends. I'd I'd already gone out and like made relationships with the sororities, all the things. I attended all the spring parties when I was a senior in high school. I was like so like nothing could stop me from going to the University of Mississippi. Um and so I I pack up all my stuff. Um we leave Fort Collins to drive to Oxford, Mississippi and when we crossed the Arkansas state line it was like everything in me knew I was not supposed to go there and I'm talking my family has packed everything up we have two cars just like caravanning south Um, my brother had like he still likes to remind me of it he had like dropped all of his plans for weeks like he's there he's helping me we're on our way my roommates in the in the front seat with me like we've been dreaming about this day for like nine months and um i just knew i knew that it was not it was not what god had for me and it was the hardest moment in my life because i was like everything i thought i wanted is flashing before my eyes right now and i'm realizing that my heart actually wants something different my heart wants something more and i didn't know what that was at the time but i knew it wasn't old miss and so yes i'm the girl who drove all the way to mississippi on move-in day and turned around and drove right back to Colorado within like a 48 hour time span. So I'm talking, we probably had 40 hours in a car in a like two or three day span. So that was so crazy. It was the hardest week of my life. I was so overwhelmed. It was so, so difficult. And um, then I ended up at CSU and kind of knew that even then I wanted something more and switched to online. And then the door opened for me to, um, start my business. And so it definitely was a very unorthodox way of my college experience, but it allowed me to kind of be where I am now, I guess. So then from you went to, you were going to go to Old Miss and then you came back (laughs) and then what, what did it look like from there? So, um, we were like at a random hotel in Memphis and my dad's like calling the deans at CSU being like, can you get my daughter into a school? Because she just put me through a nightmare and now she wants, like now she wants to go back to Colorado and like knows that she's not supposed to be there. And I remember I was sitting in the lobby of my dad's making that call and like my whole life's in the back of his truck and we're in Tennessee. And I looked at my mom and I was like, I just feel like I'm not going to be at CSU for long. Like, I don't know what that means, but I just feel like it's not the end game for me. Like, I feel like there's something bigger I don't see right now. And so I got to CSU and I loved my time there. I was in a sorority. I, I made my best friends that are still my best friends today. And then at um, semester, I just knew I was like, I want, I need to like go out into the world. I just want to be in the world. I want to, like I want to pursue different things and so then I switched to online school through Colorado Christian. I never took a break. I worked all through summers. I had classes 24-7 and then um, yeah my photography business came probably like eight months later after I left CSU. So that I felt like that was the bigger picture that I couldn't see. That was kind of hidden from me 
But I was telling Colin this, it's like, I don't think I could have done what I did if I wouldn't have taken that step and like left what was normal to me and left my comfort zone and, you know, did maybe what everyone else was doing. Like I went completely against like the grain of the world. And that was really hard on like a 19 year old girl to walk away from my sorority, to walk away from my friends, the college experience I had been dreaming about. But my eyes were set on my business. My eyes were set on something more and my eyes were set kind of like on the real world. Um, not saying that other people's aren't, but just in a different way. Do you think that going to online school allowed you to put more like drive and energy into your business? Do you think that that had a factor in how it grew so fast? I do, yeah, because I was able to pick up, you know, 20 weddings where if I was, you know, if I had my CSU schedule, that was that was going to be really hard for me to um, – make it work. And I'm not saying that you couldn't because I have faith and I have hope that if I was still at Colorado State that I, you know, eventually would have started my business because that's where my heart is. But it was super, super freeing when I kind of did college in the way that worked for me. And um, I got a lot of, you know, kind of like backlash from, you know, family, from friends, from people who were close to me, uh, just kind of being like, are you sure you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, I feel like it's going to be the best thing for me. And only I could know that in that moment. And so I just had to trust myself, trust my instincts, trust my gut. Um, And so, yeah, it was. Online school is not for everyone. Obviously, everyone's getting a nice little trial of that right now. But I learned self-discipline. I learned self-motivation. And I think that carried over into my business, too. Yeah, for sure. Macy, real quick, just before uh, we kind of wrap this thing up, what is one piece of advice you would give someone that's trying to start a new business in the photography world? I would say um, be true to yourself. That's what will separate you the most. And really, really communicate your heart and your why. I think it's so important for us to find our why. Um, as creatives, it's a really like personal thing to get into because it's like your personal work being displayed in front of however many people are seeing it. So it's kind of a vulnerable thing too. So you have to really know your why. You have to, your heart has to be in it. I always tell people, I'm like, if your heart's in it or if your heart's not in it, don't bother because it is such a powerful way to like capture moments and it's a really intimate kind of business to be in. So your heart has to truly be in it. But when your heart's in it, I feel like the possibilities are endless. So just step out, take the risk. That goes for anyone listening. I just, just do it. Like it's, it'll be the best thing you ever did. Heck yeah. Can I give you one piece of advice real quick? Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to tell you to keep your brother Taylor out of your lens because he'll break it. He broke mine. Oh, oh, I believe it. (laughs) I believe it. If you've seen how, come on. I know. If you see how he treats his own camera, I'm like, oh my gosh, never touch mine. No, it, there's like dust. Well, I just and mean like, like yeah. I just mean you take a picture of it. Oh and yeah, it looks it'll just like it's yeah. Just, it's, I know kids, it, the lens is gone, man. Taylor, I know. He's... love you, dog. <laughs> love you. Got to give you a little Josh. And... <laughs> yeah, you do. All right, Macy. Well, thank you so much for coming on to talk with us today. I know we really appreciated it, and hearing your story has been, you know, more than inspiring, motivating, and I, I think I learned something new about photography. I know I'm trying to learn here and there, but you know, you just got to keep getting better. It sounds like that's what you do. Yeah, she told yeah, we me. We got to amp up I his gotta, Instagram. I work on my. 
We hope you guys really enjoyed Macy's episode. I think it's really interesting because I've seen a lot of people wanting to get into the wedding and photo industry. So hopefully you learned something from her. She was She's a legit woman. Yeah, Macy's so legit. Also, a few things. So if you don't already follow us on the Instagram, definitely go sauce us a follow. It's at the Founders Journal. And also, if you could do us the biggest favor ever and leave us a review, five star preferably, on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, that would be amazing and much appreciated. Yeah. But otherwise, we will see you guys next Monday. See you next Monday. Peace. Ah, beat you to it. <laughs>